Hey, welcome to Living Ardently. I'm your host, Adrian Garaldi, and today I am here with a guest again. This time, I know I said that it was going to be with Amy probably, but that didn't work out. Um, so things happen, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. But I have another guest, and he's a friend of mine from Ave Maria. He is currently working with the Catholic Men for Jesus Christ of Florida, promoting their annual men's retreat, um, men's rally rather, um, in January 18th, 2020. Uh, you can follow them on Catholic Men's for Jesus FL on Instagram and on Facebook. You can look it up, Catholic Men for Jesus Florida on Facebook. So, my friend, a uh, good friend of mine from Ave Maria, like I said, Brandon Page will be talking here about manhood. Right? That's right. So it'll be Happy great. It's going to be really cool. And yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So um, Brandon is here. Like I said, Brandon Page. Oh. <laughs> of course that would happen. It's <laughs> all good. Brandon Page is here. He, like I said, um, he's working for Catholic Men of Jesus Christ in Florida. He's from Vero Beach mm-hmm. in St. Helens. Born yeah, were you born and raised there? Born oh, and raised, wow. yeah, one of the few. Wow, that's so interesting. I thought you were born from up, for whatever reason. I thought you were born somewhere up north. No, no. no I, I I went to college up north for a year, oh, and uh, my dad's from New England, so we like all their sports teams and stuff. But yeah, gotcha. Beer Beach all the way through. Uh, so you're a Patriots fan? Uh, only in name. <laughs> in name. <laughs> I uh, I'm, I'm more connected with the uh, with the Boston Bruins and oh, really? and the Red Sox and that's about it. Gotcha. I don't really follow sports anyway. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, so we, we, today, like I said in the intro, very very briefly, we're gonna talk about manhood and we talked about fatherhood in the last episode with Arnell, but more specifically, uh, we wanted to talk about um, being a man in as a, like our role in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, it's funny. I just came across some old footage that of a video that you know the, the guest from last week, Arnell, my friend. Mm-hmm. We talked about manhood, like I mean fatherhood, like I said. But we recently just came across these old videos that we made of trying to promote men in the church, trying to rally men to come back in the church. I have to show you. I was literally just yeah. looking at it. Today. How those, how those come out? Oh, it didn't. Oh. <laughs> it was. Oh, that's a shame. It was really cringy, but I mean, it was a good message. It's just really cheesy script, <laughs> and it was yeah. really forced. But it was. I mean, it still reaches people sometimes. Yeah, I mean, even the cringy stuff. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the same time, it was like really, just really poor shots of like footage and stuff like <laughs> that. But in any case, it was a good message. I, I rewatched some of the stuff and reread some of the scripts. Like it's good and the numbers are are sad and I'm sure that the numbers are bigger <laughs> now that there's less men in the church and blah 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 blah. blah. But the yeah. men's influence is so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we talked a little bit about that in last episode as a father, your role as like getting your family into the church, but even more so is just men single men, married men, men as priests, men as deacon, um, mm-hmm. uh, the roles are huge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, with a father, you know, very, it's obvious to see that you're you're an example to your kids. But, you know, as a man of God in general, you know, just being a Catholic man, you, you can't be out there um, just living a sinful life and, um, and just not doing any favors to your brothers in Christ because... Uh, you know, people are looking to you, whether yeah. you like it or not, because, uh, you know, the Catholic Church is under scrutiny. So they see a man who self-identifies as Catholic, and, you know, naturally they're going to attribute your qualities to the, the church ca- in general. The church, yeah. 
Yeah. It's cool. And I mean, like, I mean, just even not even just in that and like in the fact that us men, we rely on role models sometimes. I mean, a lot of the times oh, when we're younger. Yeah. So like we look at these athletes, we want to be like these like um, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. all these things growing up. And mm-hmm. we try to aspire to be like them and to be as successful as them. Mm-hmm. Um so when you and it happens to even just like our our family members or people that we see. So like, did you have any role models growing up that you look up to? Was it your dad or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've had a few in my life, but biggest one is absolutely my dad. Um, he had a rather late conversion. You know, I I think I was in high school when he, uh, you know, experienced a very dramatic conversion and. It was funny because his his level of zeal, like the just how on fire he was for God, was actually off putting at first to the family. Oh, uh, really? y- you know, you know when you're really on fire, like you 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 meet those Catholics who are just really just all God all the time, which yeah. is a wonderful thing. Yeah. But if you're not on that same level, then it can kind of put you Intimidating off. Intimidating or like yeah, annoying. exactly. Yeah. So originally, um, you know, we we just weren't on the same level as my dad, <laughs> and but slowly over time his wisdom and his, his zeal just kind of seeped into every part of our family. And we went from being a family that went to church every so often or on holidays and stuff to, um, to going to church every single Sunday, uh, sometimes more. We, uh, we have a family adoration group that we get together with. Uh, I wound up going to all Catholic schools my entire life. Uh, oh. Elementary school. Uh, my first college was Providence College. Oh, yeah. Then I made right. it to Ave. Um, that's where we met. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's just, it's it's amazing how, like, what an effect like one man can have on a person, you know? So for yeah. me, that was my father. Uh, and then. So what, I, age, what age did that become the case that he became more endearing and more, less, uh, less off putting? Oh, uh, I'd say. I'd say it probably took a good year or two of his, of his own personal formation before um, it was something that drew us in rather than something that we were intimidated by. Gotcha. You know, it was, like I said, we were, we were much slower to uh, to convert than he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he's a huge role model for me. And, uh, and then another one would be... Uh, who is now Deacon Dave. Originally, he was just Mr. Hinkle to me. Yeah. I, I grew up with his daughter, and but he, um, he's incredible. He He's one of those people that does all these amazing things behind closed doors, and you would never hear that it was him, you know? But yeah. all these amazing things happen because he's working so hard in the background. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are probably my two biggest role models. That's so cool. At least as, you know, Catholic men of, of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember... Um, Growing up, my grandfather was my kind of role model. He didn't, he, I wasn't like, he wasn't outwardly about his faith nor necessarily, but mm-hmm. he would always pray the rosary with my grandmother who passed away, like a portrait of my grandmother. Mm-hmm. He'd pray rosary. Um, he'd light candles on her birthday, her their anniversary, um, All Souls Day. Mm-hmm. Um, like all these like big major days, she would, he would get his her portrait put it outside like candles right beside them and pray wow. rosy with her. I can see how that'd be powerful. Yeah. yeah. It didn't make sense to me for a long time until um, I started realizing what these things, these days meant to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never remarried. He was never a womanizer. He's a very faithful man. And mm-hmm. um, I, obviously I didn't know my grandfather when he was younger and stuff like that, but <laughs> yeah. I only know the legends of the stories I get told about yeah. About my grandfather when my my dad was a teen and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, 
and I guess the very first, it's really funny, and I'm not. It's not like a, a set like a, a way to plug, uh, the retreat in any more <laughs> than it, we're already plugging it. But hey, plug my away, first, man. my first role model is Christophanic. You see this picture right here? Are you serious? I, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah. So that's picture. Oh my gosh! A, look at little Adrian. I, little Adrian and my friend Arnell. Oh man. At our first Steubenville retreat. With Christophanic. That's so funny. I saw him a few me- a few uh, retreats later, and I had I printed this photo knowing that he was going to be there to have him sign it. <laughs> I may have to get you to send me a copy of this. Please, that's, w- that's golden. Right I there. definitely will. <laughs> it's so great because uh, I, I, I mentioned this because uh, this men's rally that Brandon has come in here to promote is actually um, he's going to be there. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a huge year for us because in the past, you know, we've had amazing speakers. We had Jesse Romero. Uh, yeah. Um, Deacon Harold, who I oh, personally yeah. love, he's awesome. He was here at our parish, really. Like two last year, God, he's yeah, awesome. Year. I've seen him twice now because uh, the the same group that did the men's rally, um, they also put on a like a family rally one year, and it yeah. was is huge. It was a big success, and we had Ike Nidolo, uh, hey. and Indolo. Yeah, he's coming the, here in in February. Yeah, see, a uh, small world as Catholics. Yeah, but um, yeah, so. That was a big success, and uh, we had Deacon Harold there, and then we had a smaller men's rally at my parish at St. Helens, oh, and cool. he was there as well, and both times were just incredible. Fantastic. But uh, yeah, with Christophanic, this is the first year we've had a, a speaker who really appeals to a, the young, the young men, a younger yeah. crowd. So, um, you know, that's why, uh, you know, God has called me through the uh, the efforts of some amazing men that you know work for Catholic Men in Jesus Christ Florida yeah. they uh, they asked me to be a young man to recruit other young men to to come this year you know yeah. to because to have a speaker like Chris Stefanik and not get young men to to come and see him would just it'd be a waste you know yeah it definitely I think I mean like I said he had such an influence on me growing up I mean he was. He was already a father of like I think four at this point of his life. Yeah, how many does he have now? I think he has five. I could be wrong. Okay. It might be three, then four. I'm not sure. I gotcha. But um, his youngest daughter was just about to be born. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, he's been uh, he's put a lot of pictures of her up since then. Clementine. Clementine. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. So he he was the speaker, the keynote speaker at um our my first Tubenville, and he like. I wasn't living a, li- a virtuous life. I was Catholic by name, and besides that, nothing really. Mm-hmm. Um, mass every Sunday. Got confirmed a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, but I didn't. It was nice when I was there, but I didn't really see anything more than that. I was in a relationship, and I wasn't really living out um, a, a chase relationship with my current girlfriend. And mm-hmm. but then we got invited to this retreat, and I was like, "Yeah, it's free retreat. Why not?" Mm-hmm. And it's right around the corner. It was in Palm Beach at the time, and. I brought my friend Arnell and my girlfriend at the time and rocked our world. Wow. Especially him. And he, like, at the men's, the men's, uh, men's session, mm-hmm. he, like, called me out and everything that I was doing in my relationship, like, without knowing who I was. Wow. And everything, every, and every defense, that every, like, excuse I gave myself, he dispelled. <laughs> everything I had, even throughout the meet, I was like, oh, but then this, oh, but then this. And then he kept going and knocking those... You know, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that actually. Based on all the talks that I've seen from him, how yeah. he just he just gets how it is. Yeah, and, he's know, so, so real. Yeah, and since and since then, like I became to love the realness that you know, like I love when people present things how they are. Yeah, and that's that's his whole ministry. I mean, yeah. that's why he started uh, Real Life Catholic. Mm-hmm. That's his whole thing. You know, yeah. it and I think it's important nowadays to 
have people like him that are just like just real dudes, just yeah. real guys, just living life the way you're supposed to, but uh, not being so much uh, like a Catholic stereotype as just being just a man and yeah. living your faith, you know, like at the same time, not you know one or the other. Yeah, absolutely, you're exactly right, and I I love. I love vulnerability. Um, I love talking about that. I love reality. And in my my podcast and my ministry, I don't like to pull any punches. Mm-hmm. I give you how it is. It's real. It's raw. Yeah. It's, but it's I'm the a, truth. I'm a fan of that. I, I'm not a fan of the showmanship. You know, just yeah. just be real with me, and yeah. the message comes across stronger than it would yeah. otherwise. I mean, I'll share the the cheesy one liners of how God loves you, but it's mm-hmm. literally the truth. Yeah. Like you need to think about how real that is mm-hmm. yeah because it's so true and it's so necessary to know but like at the same time it's like i'm not gonna pull any punches that it's easy like yeah spiritual you'd, life you'd, is you'd be doing terribly hard. you'd be doing a disservice if you painted it that way no. yeah and so he was my first role model mm-hmm. when it came to be a catholic man and so it's so funny and it's so great that uh, uh, you know we, we we called me yesterday yeah, talking about afternoon. providential. And yeah, and it just kind of happened. And I was like, oh, Chris is going to be there? I, yeah. I'm not going to show this to him until we start recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I was just looking for some technical advice on some yeah. social media stuff, and uh, lo and behold, you have a podcast. So yeah. here I am. So it's really great, yeah. And uh, you know, like I said, like when it comes to being a, a man in, in the church and the man as, as a Catholic man, and just being a man in general, mm-hmm. you have such an influence on the younger men, men below you because they look up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because I'm only 25, I turn 25 tomorrow. Yeah. And um, by the time this is released, I have would have been 25 for a while. You'll be a real man by then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'll be laughs> quarter life crisis. Here I count. <laughs> In any case, um, um, he, you know, my teens look up to me as someone who is a little bit older than them, and everything and everything I do will influence how they. Even though I'm like only with them maybe four hours in the whole entire week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, my four hours in that week influences them so much. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we're like humans are by nature impressionable. Mm-hmm. Like it's we learn everything about how we're supposed to act in our early years. You know, we're I mean, not too not too different from like you know what is it baby birds that like yeah. you know you can imprint on them and yeah. they'll, they'll think that you're the mom if they see you when they're first born. Yeah, I mean we're, we're not too different. It's like. Uh, uh, you know the reason we have broken families and stuff like that is because we have um we have guys grown up uh that don't have a father figure in their life or mm-hmm. they don't have a, a stable relationship to look to mm-hmm. as an example of you know how their life is supposed to be oriented yeah it's one of the biggest we talked about this in my podcast with Joe Traver um mm-hmm. we talk about fatherhood in the sense of God as father uh, versus Arnell's, when we talked about fatherhood, it was us God at uh, dads as fathers. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, both both work in and out. You know, of each other, but we more specifically one over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for us men, um, our imprint and how we how we carry ourselves, like you said, will either break a family or make a family. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, we have. I don't think many men realize that. No. And yeah. that's why you see a lot of single mothers. Unfortunately, my my one my sister is a single mother right now. Oh, um, yeah. And it's. I mean, it's so hard because how my 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 nephew is gonna grow up is knowing life without a dad. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. You know. 
Yeah. That's his norm. I know. It's crazy. And, um, and the truth is that, you know, men being men of God, we have our work cut out for us in general, you know, like even before society kind of became what it is now. But, um, you know, as a result of the, you know, the sexual revolution and the breakdown of the family and, uh, you have all these people growing up with just no concept of what a right relationship with anyone, with, uh, a man's relationship with a woman, with his family, uh, yeah. with other people and with God, like, you know, n- nobody, uh, we have tons of people growing up without a, a, even an inkling of a concept of how that should look. Yeah. And, uh, so it's even harder nowadays, uh, cause we have to, we have to be a part of the generation that repairs that damage, you know? Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And it's, uh, I wanted to get the numbers if I can real quick. It's, um, on the men's like men in the church. Mm-hmm. Because it's lacking. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> here's a here's a statistic here. Um, about eleven million adult men were raised in the Catholic Church, but left the faith. And men are underrepresented in the church versus their share of the total population. Forty six percent of parishioners are male. Versus 49% of the population. 11 million left. Yeah. Wow. Um, and these are, just, these are just some simple ones. How about this one? Eight out of ten men agree that how one lives is important, uh, more important than being Catholic. Wow. How you live your life is more important than being Catholic. Eight out of ten men. It's kind of like... That's kind of turned on its head, isn't it? I yeah. mean, they don't realize that it's kind of one and the same. Yeah, one and the same, but they pinned it against you. Maybe it's how they presented the question, or I don't know, but still. Well, yeah, well, and I think there's a split in people's thinking about, like, uh, a code of morality versus religion. You know, they see they see dogma and rules versus, you know, like, having an interior yeah. code. Where, yeah. Whereas if they actually knew what the Catholic Church was, they knew that they were they're the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of sad. Um, this one is four in 10 men believing in the Catholicism does not have a greater share of truth than other religions. That one's upsetting. Yeah. Not surprising, but upsetting. Yeah. Only 38% of Catholic men strongly agree that they are proud to be Catholic. Oh, that one hurts me. Yeah. Only 26% of Catholic men consider themselves to be practicing Catholic. Yeah, yeah. That, see, that's a that's a huge thing that I've I've noticed. The more I grow in my faith, is nominal Catholicism is a, is a serious huge. thing. It's huge. Like I said, my father is kind of um, nominally Catholic. Mm-hmm. I grew up nominally Catholic. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, I mean, from the before, you know, my father's conversion and all that it was definitely a nominal Catholic. And because of a deeper conversion that we we come to later in our life, that's mm-hmm. when those moments happen and. You know, we're able to come towards knowing who Christ is. Yeah, but, you know, that is one of the major benefits of being Catholic or Christian in general is that, you know, we have the grace of baptism. Yeah. So even if you don't live your life the way you should for a certain amount of time, yeah. eventually you're going to have this invasion of grace, and that's where you're called to convert. And, yeah. And that's where you can really start being a man of God. You know, yeah. some people need to reach a lower point than others, but, you know, we all get to that point where, where God finally calls us. Yeah, it's true. Another one more scary one is only 34% of Catholic men strongly agree that Catholicism is, quote-unquote, among the most important parts of life. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Yeah. But, and I mean, again, not, not surprising. surprising. If you think about the other, Yeah, unfortunate, very unfortunate. But yeah. that's, uh, that's the world we live in, you know. And there's, you know, a misunderstanding of what the Catholic Church is and, you know, uh, and all the... All the stuff that's happened, uh, you know, the scandals and the tragedies and stuff like that. Uh, and, you can, and, just, I, and I can see why people are leaving the church. And, yeah. And if you're only looking at the... Bad yeah, things. if you're only reading the news headlines from, yeah. you know, one side, then yeah, it looks pretty bad. Yeah. But there's the men... Okay. <laughs> and then there's other ones like this one. Like 48% of men agree that mass is boring. 55% <laughs> agree that they don't get anything out of mass. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty common. What sounds that, like uh, a man answer? What is it? There's this joke that I swear, maybe three or four priests have used on the on the pulpit during their homily, where uh, a a priest was was preaching to some young kids during Sunday school or something like that, and he he says, "Does anybody know why we're supposed to be quiet during mass?" And one little kid immediately raises his hands and he goes, "Because people are sleeping." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. I know, but like brutally honest, right? Brutally honest. Yeah, it's funny because it's true. Honest. Yeah, probably true. You know, yeah, you know. that's so messed up. I know. Um, I don't even want like a lot of these are kind of really sad. Yeah, 50, only fifty-one percent of Catholic men strongly agree that the sacraments are essential to their relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah, and you also have the uh, you know the the buffet Catholics where they they choose the stuff that they like and yeah. the stuff that they don't like, and that's I mean rel- relativism and and cafeteria Catholics are a big issue when it comes to understanding what being a man is. Yeah, um, it, it takes away from you know um, I mean all these things. These I mean we look to the disciples, the people who followed Christ, the the apostles, like all of them, like they gave a lot of their life. Yeah. And we, I feel like as a community of men don't even have 12, like, you know, of that, like, I feel like there was more men that are willing to do that then than there are now. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's true. Like, I mean, I can't even, I can't even fathom, uh, what it would be like to to see those guys in action, you know, like yeah. the the amount of courage that they had to have, you know, because a lot of them died really terrible deaths, and yeah. they were happy to do it because they were they were on fire, and, and they knew, they knew the truth. They, yeah, and that's probably the most important part, and uh, and that's why I th- I think it's so important for for men of God to constantly like educate ourselves and mm-hmm. and uh, turn towards the wisdom of others, uh, you know. That's why. It, it's such an amazing opportunity that Chris Stefanik's coming when he is because yeah. his his talk is going to be on who we are as men of God, yeah, and reclaiming our identity as men of God. Great, yeah, and uh, you know, when he comes down, you should let him know. I have a podcast, and he can come on and talk about this stuff <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass it along. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be happy to stop by on his Pull way out. His cameras. Hey, you remember signing this for me? <laughs> remember taking this picture and then signing this picture of six months after you saw me? <laughs> That'd be impressive if, if you did. Yeah, <laughs> probably doesn't. <laughs> but that's so great. Um, I sound like a crazy stalker. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can understand fanboying for somebody like yeah. Christophanic. But I mean, and, and another major thing that he talks about is um, is moral relativism. How it's yeah. like. I have his you know, book on that, I think, in here somewhere in my yeah, library. Yeah, he yeah he does a lot of talks, and um, he you know that's one of his main thing that he appeals to um, when he's talking about how how fractured society is. So, the fact that a specialist on you know 
Catholic masculinity and moral relativism is, you know, coming to a men's rally in a year where we desperately need it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, you know, God is good. Yeah. It's really good. I'm glad that you have someone like this and I really hope that they listened they, they will listen to what he has to say because he has so much knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, like, I think it's really cool getting a men, getting a group of men together and talking about theology or getting talking about just the faith in general and how to be a man and how to be a, a good spouse, mm-hmm. how to be a good follower, um, mm-hmm. how to be a faithful Christian. Because in a setting where it's more casual, where they're more like, I want to do a thing where I get the young men in our church and just kind of sit down, have a drink at a craft brewery place oh, yeah. and just chat about manhood or theology or things like this because yeah. i feel like that's meeting where men really are comfortable yeah i mean that's what that's what i've always wanted um you know like the the inklings with like jr tolkien c.s lewis yeah. and stuff they get together like smoke a pipe drink a beer yeah. and talk about the important things in life and you know it, it's a shame that's not more common nowadays you know i tried to do exodus 90 last year and i for the life of me uh, I, for the life of me, couldn't find anybody to do it with me because it's it's so hard to find guys our age that, you know, want to do something as, as radical or as good as something like Exodus 90. I have to say, I, I am I am terrified of Exodus 90. And that's the point, yeah. you know. Uh, it, like, the people who did wind up doing it from my parish, uh, apparently, they all told me the same thing. Is they, they learned about it, somebody passed it on, and they were like, oh this is going to stink. Yeah. But I need, I need this in my life right now. You know, I think it's the beauty of, of things like this, where we get to do fasting and, um, we get to learn to deny ourselves. And I feel like men as men, we're very selfish. Oh yeah. Selfish people are more selfish than maybe women. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a sad thing because I mean, we're such competitive people. And if we, Men in nature are very competitive. I think people mm-hmm. in, in, in nature are very competitive, but I think men even more so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's why they get paid to be athletes and so much money and how why women athletes don't get paid as much. I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's unfair yeah. um, in a sense, but they shouldn't, I mean, honestly, they shouldn't be getting paid that much in my opinion. But oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a gross amount of money that Yeah, think about what could that money could do in some other, yeah. some other way. As much as I love the NBA and how it starts today. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really excited to see it, and but, man, they make a gross amount of money. Yeah. Um, but, and see, and that, that's one of the things that it can make role models out of people that you know, shouldn't be role models like men who, yeah, you, you, young kids will look to these athletes who are making tons of money, so they view them as successful and they view them as manly. But the truth is, is that that's not you know what they have is not what you should be striving for. Absolutely, like absolutely not. Like that is, and that's why I love when you know, athletes share their. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. When they share their faith. Yeah, like my boy Tebow, right? Yeah, Tebow. Um, what's his name? Um. Steph Curry. Oh, Steph uh, Curry's, yeah, he's, he's making uh, big waves. There was a time where the Golden State Warriors would all go to church together on Sunday. Seriously? I didn't yeah. know that. that. I mean, that's what I heard, and I was like, man, if that's not, like, what mm. you want, if that, I mean, that's what painted their success in the future, to, their championships, yeah. is because I think they're rooted in something more than just basketball. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, every young Catholic guy has seen it, yeah. but facing the Giants, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what I think of. Yeah. Um, 
those good feel feel good stories. In, in any case, I feel like when you're when you're um, when you're surrounded by good people, surrounded by men that are striving for holiness, mm-hmm. um, who are striving for truth, mm-hmm. you become more aware of your responsibility as a man, your uh, your role as a man in the a- church. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and it's funny you say that because I was I was thinking about the like the word that comes to mind is fellowship is a really important thing for yeah. men of God to strive for. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, my father being the role model that he is, is another good example of this. Him and a few guys from our parish, uh, decided a couple of years back that, uh, you know, I, I forget if, you know, one or a couple of them read a book that, that was, was really emphasizing fellowship, but yeah. they decided that they were just going to get together in the mornings before work. And they were wow. just going to talk, talk about faith, uh, you know, discuss a Bible verse, uh, wow. stuff like that. And since then, I don't know how many guys they started with. It was a pretty small number. Mm-hmm. It's grown, but not only has it grown, all of these men have joined multiple ministries and, um, and like just reinvigorated our parish. And on Praise top of God. that, um, on top of that, we have, oh, good Lord, it's... I think we have like six or seven of those guys from that men's group uh, joining the diaconate. Whoa! Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. I know, and Praise oh, God. and it, and it started from like you know like four or five guys yeah. just fellowship, you know, uh, discussing their faith. That's it, and it yeah. exploded into what it is now. Yeah, and it's totally changed our parish, and and we're really hoping that we can do the same thing with the young men's group. You know, yeah. it would be incredible, but. That's there's a lot more of power so behind encur- That's even more so of an encouragement for me to start doing something like that for the young men in our parish. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I want to do with this rally is uh, take advantage of that spiritual high that people come off of these yeah. retreats and rallies uh, with. And I want to encourage them to either join a men's group if they haven't already, a young adults mm-hmm. group if they're younger. Um, and if, uh, if their parish doesn't have one, then start one. You yeah. know, find some guys that are from your parish that are at this rally and discuss getting a men's group started. It's not hard. Yeah. You meet for, you can meet for 30 minutes once yeah. a week. It, it, it'll change your life. Literally take action, people. Like, let me tell you, as somebody who works for the church, we are busy. Our staff, people wait for us to do something, but we are literally so plumbed with a lot of stuff to do that we we can't sometimes mm-hmm. there's times yeah we'll have times to start new ministries and stuff but it's really up to you as a parishioner to get things going yeah. and we will support you 110 percent 110 percent if you have a good staff an understanding staff if you don't find a different parish yeah so you know like in the catholic church nowadays it's um some a lot of the ministries are struggling but the truth is, is that there's always a ton of good people that will get behind you if you take the initiative yeah you know like uh when i started, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, working for Catholic men for Jesus. Uh, I was overwhelmed with what they wanted me to do, but the truth is I made some phone calls to the holiest and, and, and best guys that I knew, uh, within yeah. the parish and within other parishes in the diocese. Yeah. And we like, everything just falls into place. It's crazy. So yeah. if you, if you take that initiative initiative, if you have the courage, you know, people will rally behind you and amazing things can happen. Yeah. Use your innate leadership that you're built with, that you're made with and that, that innate like, uh, competitiveness, that spirit that you have and go after it, like do something. I tell you, if you were to start a, uh, wanted to start a ministry, you came up to me and our, or my pastor here, he will be like, father will be like, yes, go ahead. What do you, when they like, Here's our schedule. Mm-hmm. Find which days that they're open and where you want to meet. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you know, in my parish, it's it's incredible. It's uh, Vero Beach is a town where it's it's a lot of retirees, so yeah. a older crowd. Same here. Yeah, so they can only they can only do so much. But the truth is, is that when people stand up to start a ministry, you know, these these retirees will just absolutely shower them with donations because yeah. that's how they know that they can help, and they're they're, they're so willing and helpful. It's you know. Praise God, you know that's it's what's needed, mm-hmm. and, and I know a lot of people are shy, are shy to start things because they feel like it's too, it's too sudden or it's too soon or it's like intimidating. But honestly, guys, like once you take the initiative, it won't, it, it won't. You only reap the benefits after that. Yeah, I mean, you'll be amazed yeah. at the the doors that God opens. You know, yeah. all those insurmountable obstacles that you think are standing between you and and starting something, they just they just topple right over yeah and so don't be discouraged go do something i i myself i i'm planning on starting this men's retreat i talked with arnell last week and he said that you know i asked him as a father is there like there's a lot of things for mothers um who you know mother communities you know parent uh mothers who have several kids or a couple kids you know they they have a community for that but for fathers Mm -hmm. there's nothing yeah so start something. Men are craving this. We started a men's night, men's ministry here on Monday nights, and it's packed. Oh, that's awesome. That hall you saw. That's what I like to hear. The, the, the <laughs> center hall that we have, our parish the, center. The huge one in there? It's packed with men. That's amazing. They, Father provides. They, uh, a couple of the men cook dinner for, prior, come in early, cook dinner for all the other men. Mm-hmm. They come serve the dinner, and they eat together, and they join in community. And it's something that, like, whoa, we needed this a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, and it's amazing. Once you just and and it, like once you offer it, the men will flock to it. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it. Yeah, and it has to be available. Um, guys, like I'm telling you, if you are a young father, if you are a soon-to-be husband, if you're a single man, or if you're a deacon, you're a priest. First of all, I just want to say thank you, thank you for uh, being a man and being who you are. And um, if you don't know, if you're not comfortable with your identity as a, as a leader, as a man, as um, uh, priest, prophet, and king mm-hmm. um, that you are, I want you to, to understand that and, and know that I'm thankful that you have taken up that call to be a man in the church. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, I assume that you are somebody who wants to take initiative and go forward in that role. And I want you to know that you're so important and so necessary when it comes to our growth and the church. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that call to action comes through the voice of other people. So if you haven't heard one yet, this is, uh, this is that call. Yeah. And I hope that this helps you um, at least understand that your role is so important mm-hmm. um, to the young men around you, the, your peers, the older men. The older men in our parish see me and say, like, wow, like, they're like, not to flatter myself or to my own horn, but they come up to me and they will genuinely be like, we need more young men like you in the camp on in this church. Mm-hmm. They'll say that to my face. And I'm just like, really honored to hear that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I wish it wasn't necessarily needed to be said. No, it's you know? true. Yeah, like, you know, me, uh, you know, being a, like a single guy, when I go to mass by myself, you know, and people yeah. see me, they look at me like a unicorn. Like, I yeah. see, I'll see, like, <laughs> older ladies, like, whoa. They exist. Yeah. Young Catholic men. <laughs> like, we're here. We're, we're looking for the rest of us. Yeah, we are. Just sh- the, the biggest thing is to show up. Yeah. Uh, be present. Um, grow in prayer. And if you're listening to podcasts like this, 
um, it shows me that you are already striving towards good, genuine manhood. So keep striving, keep going for it, because, like I said, it's so necessary, so needed. And um, oh yeah, you know, actually, I I, I had a um, a quote from a saint that's been following me around please. lately that um applies to this. You know, uh, I, I like the modern saints, and you know how sometimes like a saint uh, kind of clings on to you, and he keeps popping up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, well, for me, uh, it's been uh, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, but then also uh, St. Jose Maria Escriva. Escriva, yeah. Yeah, who I just learned about recently. I just watched his movie. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I learned about Opus Dei. You know, I, I honestly didn't know about him until recently. But oh, really? When That's I was awesome. putting together promotional materials for uh, for this rally, I, I was looking up a bunch of quotes for, for all this stuff, and mm-hmm. one of the most powerful ones that I found was uh, by Jose Maria Escriva. It says... There's a need for a crusade of manliness and purity to counteract and undo the savage work of those who think that man is a beast. And that Oof. crusade is a matter for you. Hmm. You know? And as, you know, yes. St. Escriva was, what, like World War II times? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, um, and we, we think we have a, like, we think the crisis is new. It's not. It's been going on since back then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I Here's know. another quote I love. Um very simple. Be firm, be viral, 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 viral. Don't be viral. Don't be viral. Be a man, and then be a saint. Yeah. You know, um, follow these Catholic accounts that are. Yeah, Catholic gentlemen. I I have to promote. Like he's one of my favorite ones to follow. Yeah. And uh, and so he has a lot of quotes from Jose Maria Escriva, and I think it's just because he's so wise and quotable. Yeah, you know? it's so true. And and there's other ones like behold behold the man is another one. It's kind of like a blessed is she version of men. Um, they don't post as much, uh, mm-hmm. but they do have some really good content. Uh, so behold the man. There's so many great Instagram accounts out there. Some good pages. Some blog sites that. Mm-hmm are there for us men yeah and so encourage each other like i say we grow in community like i haven't talked to brandon in like over a year i think (laughs) and he called me and here we are a day later recording this podcast i mean it's it's kind of miraculous because as busy as you are you know i was like when are you free and you're like well i'm busy all next week and the week after that what about tomorrow (laughs) yeah i was like holy cow yeah i'll be there yeah and the fact that you're so willing you know that's another thing about men is like you got to be able to say yes to anything and everything yeah out there so you know the the same um you know, our, our mutual friend, Rudy, actually, yeah. he said something to me before I left for my mission with the Capuchins um, about, uh, you know, living your faith with reckless abandon. Mm. And uh, and I think sometimes we're called to do that. Like, some, you don't feel like you're capable of contributing to something or somebody asks something that you think you don't have time for or it seems outside of your skill set. You know, as a man of God, I think our job is to just, you know, is to say yes when, you know, of course, when it's prudent, but to to be brave and 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 take up uh, take up whatever challenges somebody you know give us. And a lot of the times, they're going to be really hard times to say yes to. Yeah, almost exclusively. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, we need you, man. We want you, um, and we need role models like you. That so don't do. be afraid to share your faith. Don't be shy. Um, be bold. Be who you are. Be a man. 
be a swift like a coursing river. Like <laughs> <laughs> now I got the Mulan song stuck Mulan. in my head. Be a man. Be a swift. Oh my gosh. Should, should we make that the theme song of my yeah. rally? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, uh, what is the, uh, as for me and my house, we will serve Oh my gosh, we'll yeah. I got that. a plaque of that in my kitchen. Really? Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think the Mulan theme song fits pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually went to this rally Five, several years ago, nine, five years ago, mm-hmm. and that was a theme song, and so it's really great. And, yeah, uh, I think they use that more or less every year. Yeah, yeah. so be a man might be a good time to change it up. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I I have a thing, another thing to add to this is just that as men, you know, not just only are we leaders or supposed to be leaders, and 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 our role in the church is so important, but also in our house and our spouses and our future wives. So praying for your future spouses and if you're married or engaged, mm-hmm. praying for your future wives. That's a big one. I actually, I, I didn't even know that people did that until I went to Ave. Oh, and really? I, I, I had confession with a priest and he told me to pray for my future wife. And yeah. I, I thought that was odd to yeah. pray for somebody I hadn't met yet. But, yeah. you know, she exists. She exists. And if you're a single guy and you expect to get married, then, yeah, you should absolutely be praying for her because yeah. she's out there. And if you haven't already considered the seminary or priesthood, Go visit your local seminary. Go check it out. Go meet some of the seminarians. Meet some of the priests. Mm-hmm. And kind of venture that. If you ever felt that little inkling, inkling, seek that out. Check that out. It might be for you. It might not be. But it won't hurt to try it out. Yeah. Well, even if you haven't felt that inkling, you know, uh, God works in strange ways sometimes. But I think yeah. I think as man of God, if you're a young, uh, or not even not so young, uh, Catholic man who is living his faith, it's, I think it's your duty to at least look into it, you know, yeah, like you said, visit a, a seminary and, uh, and pray if, uh, God has a vocation intended for you. Yeah. In any case, whatever role in the church you may have, whether a priest as, a, or brother, or just a single man or a future husband, whatever it is, you, there, you, we have that goal and role yeah i mean those are vocations yeah so you should discern a vocation regardless of yeah and we're always going to be called to protect our sisters every woman in christ i think the jb2 has this quote um god has assigned as a duty of to every man the dignity of every woman yeah i really like that one especially since you know if you're talking about being men of god you have to address uh the like perversion of of what women are to men nowadays you know this um using women as objects uh you know all this was predicted in humana vitae where uh you know when contraception became a thing yeah and uh it was just it was destined for the divorce rates to climb the Mm -hmm. value of life to change for women to be treated as objects yeah you know and now you have you know young guys you know talking about conquest and stuff like that yeah it's it's really it's crazy yeah, and that's that's, that's the norm nowadays. That's yeah. unfortunately, again. Um, but again, pray for you, pray for your future spouses. Pray for your pray for each other. Be with each other. Grow in community with one another. Uh, it's so important. We need one another. We're we're made for communion. Like I say every week, and especially us men, like we thrive when we're next to good good men who are helping us become better men. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I just um. I was listening to some of my, my dad gives me his leftover CDs of talks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I just recently, uh, listened to the one on family and marriage by Bishop Robert Barron. And, oh, wow. uh, he 
brought in this philosopher. I'm not, I don't remember exactly who may have been Aristotle for all I know. It talked about the transcendent third, which is, uh, basically talking about how a, any kind of relationship, a friendship Mm -hmm. or a, a marriage or anything like that, um, is not strictly two people. There's a transcendent third that, uh, that unites those two. And that transcendent third is God. So if you're married in the Catholic church, you know, it's not just the two of you, uh, trying to make each other's lives easier. It's, yeah. it's both of you having a, like a, a vocation and a mission yeah. towards doing God's will. Yeah. Just like the Trinity it's the transcendent third, the Holy spirit. And, yeah, exactly. And it also comes out fully like physically when you have a child, the transcendent third. Being, yeah, exactly. You know, that love between one or two people. So mm-hmm. always keep that in the center of your, your hearts and stuff like that. So let's go guys. Let's, we need each other. Let's get it together. Let's be a man. Um, you have any final thoughts before we head out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I plug your, plug the time and the conference and all. I mean, yeah, the, I had, I had two uh, more quotes to give just to, to, yeah, sure. to rep my boy, uh, Pierre Giorgio. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, then I'll plug my, uh, my rally. Info. For sure. Uh, so the one that I used as kind of a slogan was, uh, learn to be stronger in spirit than in your muscles. If you are, you will be a, you you will be real apostles of faith in God. Mm. And then my other one was uh, to live without faith, without a heritage to defend, without battling constantly for truth, is not to live, but to get along. Mm. We must never get along. Mm. Yeah. I That's just so that speaks to me personally. So yeah. I I thought that that was worth putting out there. That's awesome. Can you send me those so I can share them eventually in the podcast? Too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, to end things, uh, the rally takes place on January 18th at St. Ignatius of Loyola Cathedral in Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, January 2020, right? January 18th. 2020. Yeah, yeah, 2020. Yes. Yeah. And um, just in case anybody in the future is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's from eight in the morning till one in the, uh, in the afternoon and yeah. there's free breakfast or complimentary breakfast and lunch offered mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's free registration. It, oh, it doesn't really? cost anything. That's, you know, a big deal. Oh, we haven't been able awesome. to do that in the past, but this year it's absolutely free. That's so great. So, you know, no reason now to you sign have up guys. No reason to sign up. Absolutely and not. What better way to get away, um, for those who are, anywhere in florida travel down for that because it's so great yeah it might be a little far it might be a little dry but you can't beat a free conference yeah of course oh and you know icing on the cake on you know as if chris Stefanik wasn't good enough we have uh jimmy Wahlberg giving a witness talk oh what the heck from the Wahlbergs. yeah yeah like the like mark Wahlberg's brother yeah that's so cool isn't that cool i didn't know that yeah that's Mm -hmm. awesome yeah that's so cool so if you guys didn't know the Wahlberg family is actually super catholic yeah um and, Speaking uh, of role models, yeah, yeah, that's a role model right yeah, there. That's for really sure. cool. I, I forgot I even mentioned him, but super cool guys. Like, um, go out to this conference. I mean, this rally. Uh, check out their social media page. You can again on Instagram. It's Catholic for Men, Catholic Men for Jesus, Florida, FL. Mm-hmm. And then on Facebook, it's Catholic Men for Jesus, Florida. For, spell out Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, Checked out their social media. Brandon's in charge of that right now. He's going to be, we just gave him some tips about how to revive, revamp <laughs> his uh, social media account for that. And you can check that out. But yeah, I think that's all we got. Yeah. I mean, manhood, we can talk about this. It's like probably kind of the third-ish podcast about men and fathers. And <laughs> yeah, you could like probably that. use a whole season of manhood Honestly, stuff nowadays. Honestly, yeah, we can do a whole series on manhood. And 
Mm. Um, so many aspects about manhood that we can talk about that we barely touched now. Yeah. And we yeah. can go into even more so. So don't expect this to be the last. <laughs> we'll talk about this more. Maybe we'll have Brandon come afterwards and share about the graces of the pot, uh, of that rally. Hey, I'd love to be back. So be it'll cool. be great. Yeah. So thanks again for coming on and traveling all the way from Vero to to do this podcast yeah. and to kind of talk about how we can you know make make this rally w- the best it can. Yeah, man. I mean, it was a huge help. Uh, you know, like all the advice you gave me and stuff like that. So I'm I'm happy to be here. It was uh, great. It's my pleasure. I mean, I, anything for men. Anything for the men in our church. We need them, like I said. You see, guys, that's what a man of God does. Yeah. Yeah. Say yes. (laughs) Do as necessary. And do whatever you can for each other, guys. We're we're, we're here for one another. We got to be one here for one another. I guess that's all we got. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 please do me a favor and leave a review um, on the podcast. If you only have time to do a rating, that helps too. But reviews do help me gain more traction, like I say every week. If you're listening on Spotify or Google, please make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so that you get a notification every time we post a podcast. Usually it's every Monday, but like I say, sometimes I get a little exhausted and overworked. (laughs) I'm a full-time youth minister, so sometimes I got to take some time for myself. Um, If you you have any comments, any questions, anything you want to continue a conversation, you can DM DM, us. um, Brandon on those social media pages. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll be Absolutely. willing to have you carry a conversation with you. I'd love to hear from you guys. And um, if you want to know more information, I'll have linked their website below and all their stuff on the in the podcast description. So um, you can feel free to message Brandon that way. If you have any questions for me, any comments, any suggestions about how to make the podcast better, or if any podcast ideas you want to talk about next season, I got pretty much everything done for this season. So. Um, next season, season two, January, first week, some first Monday of January, we'll be back up. Uh, but besides that, I think that's all I got. So go ahead and send those to our social media pages at Living Ardently um, on Instagram, or you can send it to our emails at livingardently at outlook.com. And you can follow my personal account and send me any of those requests or anything like that at It's Only Adrian on Instagram. And yeah, that's it. Go check out the blog site. I'm going to be revamping that next season too. Um, livingardently.wordpress.com, wherever the case may be. Maybe I'll buy livingardently.com <laughs> so I can just invest into this podcast. But yeah, that's all I got. Again, uh, Brandon, thank you again for coming on, Thanks for traveling. For me, and I really appreciate your words. And I appreciate all that you're doing for the men in our church. So, Thank you. Like I said, it's awesome to be here and, uh, you know, to promote such a good cause. So, yeah. you know, you're doing a huge that. favor. We'll be praying for that and hopefully this will get you a couple more people to join. Yeah, please do. That's a good point. If you guys can't make it, at least pray for us. Yeah. Thanks so much. Um, thank you again for listening. I hope this helped you in some way, shape or form. Men, we're praying for you. Pray for us. And until next time, keep living ardently. Take care. Take care.